Hey, what's up, everybody? It is another episode of the Snipe and Selly podcast, FTF Media's guide to anything and everything happening on the ice. I'm your host, Mark, and I am joined once again by my awesome line mates. Skating one man down today, but I do have both Haley and Lauren with me this week. Ladies, how's everyone doing this week? Doing pretty good. I know that they can't see us, but I'm eating a giant bowl of mac and cheese, so I'm having a wonderful Saturday. It's just the the adult in Lauren is uh, is like screaming uh, today. <laughs> I'm doing better. I finally have a voice again, but you probably will hear a little bit of the lost voice in there at some point in this episode. And I'm in line to get either a white chocolate mocha with raspberry foam or a chocolate covered strawberry coffee right now. I haven't decided which one. No, we're going to decide in the moment. Okay, I like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh... It's been uh, it's been tough lately uh, with the the snipe and Sally crew. We've all been battling some illness. Uh, uh, L- Lauren Haley, uh, Mike uh, has been dealing with some some illness. Uh, I'm I don't want to jinx it. I ha- I have not uh, so far. So uh, and knock on wood. Um, but uh, so it's been a few weeks. But we are getting back uh, and and recording. There's a lot to talk about. So stay tuned over the next hour or so to hear our thoughts on what's been going on around the National Hockey League and the hockey world as a whole since the last time we all got together. And so without further delay, let's drop the puck for our opening face-off. And like I mentioned, it, it has been a couple weeks. I think I think it's been close to three weeks since we were uh, able to get on. Uh, just, uh, you know, again, li- life happens. Uh, we've been battling some illness, but um, yeah, lots to discuss. So, uh, Lauren, I wanted to go right back over to you uh, to see if you had an opening face-off, anything to get this episode started. Yeah, um, last weekend, it was All-Star Weekend, and nothing made me happier than grown adults getting so pissed off and saying how stupid this was, it's cringy, it's dumb. Well, that's good, because it's not for you, so it's okay. And it was just the the um, the emotional uh, madness that they were put, posting all over Twitter, it just had me cackling. I was like, you're this mad over something, a meaningless weekend of hockey, please go outside it i know it was cold last weekend so we were stuck in the houses but it's like 50 degrees here today just please go for a little walk even if it's just around your block because you need some fresh air yeah uh this weekend unseasonably uh, unseasonably warm in massachusetts last weekend it was like minus 12 so uh couldn't have done it then but yeah uh it's it's not uh, too bad right now so as the kids say go touch some grass um but uh no i'm glad you bring this up lauren because i had I had an epiphany during All-Star Weekend, and I can't wait to discuss it. So that's that's what we in the biz call a tease. Uh, so uh, we, we will talk about All-Star Weekend a little bit later in this episode. But yeah, like, people, take a chill pill. I agree. thousand percent, Lauren. Hales, how about yourself? Um, you have a opening face-off for us as we start, start this week's episode. I think she's ordering her coffee. Oh, oh, oh okay. So, uh, she might <laughs> the suspense be. Suspense is killing me. I need to know which one she got. <laughs> I know. I need to know as well. Uh, this is this is great. Uh, this is great podcasting. Um, <laughs> in the uh, in lieu of that, um, I will. Uh, I'll, I'll give my opening face off, and my opening face off is David Posternuck. David Posternuck, you are a wise man, my friend. I think David Posternock is holding the Bruins' feet to the fire as we speak. I think that if Don Sweeney and company had been a little bit more aggressive over the summer, just a tad bit more aggressive, 
they'd have a deal done. And I think uh, the way that David Pasternak is playing this season, I think that his uh, his people are uh, are are is squeezing a little bit more cash out of uh, out of the Bruins. The deal's going to get done. I, I still you can you cannot convince me that it won't get done. I I'm not nervous whatsoever, but I'm just a bit agitated that it's not done yet. Um, so. I kind of find it funny how there's always like these updates from Elliot Friedman. The, like, oh yeah, the two sides inching closer. If David Pasternak's agent JP Barry and Don Sweeney were any closer, they'd be cheek to cheek at this point. All right, you can't inch much closer. Uh, like, let's smooch and get the deal done, guys. All right. Well, I need uh, eight more years for David Pasternak. Eight years, eighty-eight plus million. Uh, you know, make that that uh, that check full of eights. All right. So let's get this done. Um, that's, that's my opening face off. Uh, and now we will go back over to Hales. Now we need to know a, what did you order? Um, uh, cause we're waiting on pins and needles and then B, what is your opening face off? So I got the love bug, which is the one with white chocolate mocha and raspberry cold foam. Um, the white chocolate mocha is sugar-free and then almond milk, but the raspberry foam has a little sugar in it. So a little insulin, um, and then my opening face-off is we've seen from teams and certain players lately that that looks like hockey is not for everyone, but hockey is for everyone. Please don't let these things, like, ruin your passion for the sport. It's going to get better eventually the more that people talk about it and call it out. So I just don't want it to, like, what is the word I'm looking for? Make people want to go the other way. There's a word there, but I can't think of it. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's well said, Hales. Don't let these teams and uh, and their backwards, uh, you know, and you know, back backwards views and you know, not being inclusive. Don't don't let it ruin your enjoyment of the sport. You know, I know how it must feel uh, to basically have this league continue to spit in the, you know in the face of the people who just want to feel appreciated and welcomed by the sport. You know, like you said, though, Haley, eventually we're going to get there. Uh, and it sucks that we're not there yet. It sucks that there is still such uh, division uh, in that. And then, you know, teams uh, basically, uh, you know, finding a way out of, of doing their pride nights and how that must feel to the people who are showing up expecting to see, you know, those those jerseys and warmups. It, it, it sucks. But, you know, hopefully we can get to a point where everyone does feel welcomed by the hockey community because uh, certainly that is not the case right now. So, like we said, it's been a while since we all got together here. So, lot to uh, to to cover. We are going to get into All Star Weekend, like uh, like I'd mentioned. But Lauren, I'd love to hear uh, what you have on your mind here this week uh, as we record on February the eleventh. Uh, so, uh, yeah, again, been a few weeks, but Lauren, what do you have for us this week? Yeah, it's kind of sticking with the hockey is for everyone theme. Um, you know, we've seen the Rangers all of a sudden not do a pride night and it was it's reported that the league no longer mandates it so it's not like a mandated thing that teams have to take part in and that's just an easy way for the teams to be like well we don't have to do it we can only do it if we want to and it's it's an easy easy cop out and it's stupid because if you're not going to mandate it then maybe we should stop mandating all the other special nights that they do for for everyone that uh, all the other you know they have uh they're doing a heart health. I mean, this is this. They're doing a heart health night. The Bruins are, but like they chose. They're choosing to do that. That's not a mandated thing. So Haley's coffee looks very, very good. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, 
you know, if you, I just feel like if you're not going to mandate something, then don't mandate anything at all. Do it across the board because now you're just, you're leaving out a marginalized community even more than they've previously felt. Even on these hockey is for everyone nights, it's sometimes you'll see people be like, wow, this was the bare minimum. Like they couldn't even do this. They couldn't even do that. Um, and the whole, you know, the Flyers, the Rangers and the Columbus Blue Jackets. So they, they came out with their jerseys and their, their rainbow tape for the sticks. And that's, that's fantastic. And I'm glad that they didn't, didn't succumb to the, the backlash, I guess. I don't know if that's why so many teams have stopped all of a sudden, but you're just making things worse by kind of hiding it from this quote unquote problem. Cause it's not a problem. It was made a problem because people of the internet have to get on the computer and be really, really tough and be like, Oh, don't, I don't want it shoved in my face. It, it, it's not being, if you think wearing a Jersey is being shoved in your face, then please don't go to a sports bar on game night or maybe to a, a, a Marshall's on like a random Wednesday when I always see people in jerseys at a random Marshall's, but it's just, it's so, and I feel like this happened like out of nowhere. Like all of a sudden this, it's just not happening anymore. And they're, the NHL is just not listening to the fans they need to be listening to. They're listening to John 18, 45, 666 with a big old Oakley sunglasses in his profile picture with his, with a pickup truck. It's like, you know, the classic stupid man just yelling at a cloud and that's that's who the nhl is listening to and you want you 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 stand by hockey is for everyone but you're not going to do a night that you know showcases that they are welcome in this sport because they're they're very loud that they don't feel welcome and what do you do you turn around and take something that will help them feel a little bit better and you take that away from them so the thinking is just backwards to, to say the least. And I don't, I don't know what, where to go from here, because if they bring, you know, teams will still do hockey's for everyone night, but it makes you wonder, like, are they going to mandate this again? Are we going to have more players and be like, no, I'm not wearing that because of my religion. And is it just going to be a, an issue for someone every single year? But in order to make the sport safer and, and for everyone, it's, a very very slow process but they can't take away something that was helping people feel welcome in this sport yeah uh just so so well articulated laura and i, I agree completely uh, and yeah the the whole notion of i don't want this uh lgbt uh you know propaganda thrown in my face. I, I see that all over the place on the internet, uh, whether it's, you know, someone saying, spelling it out or putting it in a meme. And like you said, what on earth is just, is being thrown in your face? It, it's a Jersey that's going to be worn for five minutes in warmups. They go back to the locker room. They put on the regular, re regular Jersey. Like you said, it literally is the bare minimum. And you consider the bare minimums being uh, something that's thrown in your face. I mean, it really is just people are really telling on themselves when when that's what they say. Because again, if it doesn't mean anything to you, fine. It doesn't resonate with you. That, 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 that's fine. Someone is watching and getting a warm sensation in their heart because they're like, I can't believe that this is great. I I you know I I feel accepted uh, again by the bare minimum. Like they're getting a uh, they have this great feeling from 
a very, a very small gesture. Uh, and so if for you to feel, oh, th you know, this is just uh, being you know, thrown in my face, uh, you know, when's uh, straight pride, pride night? Like you see that all the time too. I mean, can we stop being Neanderthals? You know, you, it's like, you know, everyone always says, if you have nothing nice to say, just don't say anything at all. If, if you're so bothered by it, just ignore it. Just ignore it. Uh, it. It'll be over in a few minutes. And I, what you pointed out too about the, you know the league no longer mandating uh, you know these these pride nights. It's very funny how when they are you know making this big uh, big gesture, they proclaim it to the mountaintops, but they were very quiet about uh, about say removing uh, you know the the mandate. Uh, it was actually uh, Sarah Sivian. Um, from the the athletic who uh, basically you know had to dig to find that information uh, and and she she tweeted it out like you know that's that's kind of uh, that's kind of interesting so uh you know when when you're you're doing it league wide you're making a big thing of it but when you are suddenly giving teams a loophole to not have to uh to do this anymore you're very quiet about it that's interesting to me uh and yeah it it, it sucks because like you said like, they wear green uh warm-up jerseys for saint patrick's day Okay, like you, you'll do that, but you can't put on, uh, you know, a rainbow-colored jersey for for five minutes in warmups. Again, when it's going to make a whole community of people feel welcomed by your sport, do you want people watching? Do you know the owners keep complaining that their revenues aren't up again? That's why the salary cap won't go up. Do you want more people watching your games? All right, maybe reach out to the people who aren't watching because they don't feel welcome. Because I and I've said this before. I guarantee you the first name bunch of numbers uh, account that Lauren brought up uh, just earlier, that guy's not going to stop watching hockey because of pride night. I guarantee you, he's going to whine about it. He's going to uh, make sure that you see how angry he is. He's still going to watch the game. I promise you, he's not going to stop watching the sport. So I just, yeah, I think it's a bunch of bullshit. I really do. I cannot stand that, that, that this league and, the Ivan Provorov incident, that, that's what opened the floodgates with this. It really did. Because, it, again, it was the bare minimum before, but at least it was being done. And the second the league basically said, well, you know, we got to be open-minded to, to the homophobes too. It just, it, you know, that, that basically that, that allowed the Rangers to just scrap it entirely without saying anything. Uh, and it, and it, it empowers these, uh, you know, these homophobes and bigots who want to get on their soapbox and say, uh, yeah, you know, I don't want to see this uh, shoved in my face. So, uh, you know, good on Provorov, good on the Rangers, blah, blah, blah. Give me a break. I just, I, I can't stand it. Hales, I, I know we've been letting you enjoy your coffee here, uh, but did you have any thoughts on, on these, these developments over the past few weeks? I've just been laughing the whole time about Lauren's description of John with his glasses and it's <laughs> cracking me up. It was so perfect. Um, yeah, like, that's, it's not being thrown in our faces. You know what's being thrown in our faces? Players like Evander Kane having a, like, good year. He's a good person now because because we said so. That's what's being thrown in our faces. Players that we don't really care because they aren't better people. It's, it feels like it's being thrown in your face because it wasn't done before and it should have been done before. So we're finally trying to catch up and you're seeing all these things now. Yeah, because it should have been there before. So I that's the whole point of hockey for everyone. Hockey's not just for what your beliefs are, what your religion says, or what whatever says to you. It's for everyone. And so it's just 
it's crazy to me that you can like mandate it and then all of a sudden like quietly just be like just kidding like we're not mandating it anymore I don't understand their their thinking behind that like how that helps anybody so I just feel like people need to think about put yourself in someone else's shoes for a second and think about if they turned around and they said well hockey's for everyone but but not women and then how would you feel like think about that so I, I really hope that the outrage and, you know, people talking about it more and stuff like that will do something. But the fact that we're in 2023 and we still have to say this is that it's absolutely ridiculous. Like, when are we going to get there? Yeah. Well, I remember, Haley, remember, because you, uh, you and Lauren, you're women, you only watch because of the fights. That's what Greg Wyshynski says. Uh, so you only think that uh, that the players are hot and you like the fights. Uh, so that's the only reason why you're watching hockey. Um, you know, that that's again, when are we going to get out of these these mindsets? Uh, it, it's just absolutely ridiculous. As we're recording, I am watching Lightning and Stars uh, play on ABC and the stars are wearing the most grotesque uh, uh, highlighter, uh, neon, uh, green uniforms. And you want to talk about an offensive uniform. That's an offensive uniform. I, I don't, uh, I don't find, uh, the, uh, the pride jerseys to be, uh, offensive. I, I find that offensive. So again, if you're going to get all, all hot and bothered over a team, uh, you know, wearing a, uh, you know, a rainbow colored, uh, jersey for five minutes, I just think you need to grow up and, you know, let's, Let's be adults. I mean, because again, the, the, the other factor here is the reason why there are people who uh, who keep saying this online is they are they're brought up that way, and they, guess what? They're bringing up their own kids that way too. They're bringing up their own kids to not want to be accepting of a gay teammate, uh, or you know, uh, you know, oh, can't can't have rainbow colored tape on the sticks. Uh, yeah, like th- that that's that's bad too. I mean, my God, let's just grow up. Let's grow up and let's teach our kids ought to be better people. Let's be better people ourselves. Um, I, I just, I really hope that we can get to that point. Hales, I actually want to go right back over to you um, and see what you had uh, on your, your list this week. Cause again, it, it, we, we like to be able to talk about the fun stuff in the, in the hockey world, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of bad stuff happening. Uh, so, uh, you know, what did you have on your plate this week? Yeah. So obviously uh, avid watcher of women's hockey and avid person who speaks up for you know the inclusivity of like women in the in the sports games and stuff like that and thanks to mark i finally have a boston pride jersey super excited about that but we also have to call out the women that are doing things that they shouldn't be doing so if you hadn't seen the article about the boston globe reporting alleged abuse by the harvard women's hockey coach and i wanted to bring that up i think that you know Unfortunately, we're going to see a lot of these types of abuse allegations where I say unfortunately because it's happening, but in a way we're seeing them more because victims are are finally speaking up about it and they're empowering others to speak up about it. And that's great. And so it's going to seem like probably a lot for a while for us talking about it, but we do need it. We do need these people to speak up for it and to call out these people that are doing these things because, you know, using racist racist language stuff like that like it's it's outrageous to think that you know how many players had to go through this and how many players that played under her that you know were demeaned and abused by this coach and we're just now hearing about it and you know with you guys being in that in the Boston area and stuff I definitely wanted to bring this one up 
Yeah, uh, and I thank you for doing so. And it, again, it's just it's so disheartening to see that coaches uh, again these are people who are are put in charge of players whether that's at the youth level whether that's at the professional level or at the collegiate level again these are still these are in this case young young ladies you know 18 19 20 years old uh you know very much still maturing and you know you 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 have someone who's just creating such a hostile environment uh, environment for them it's it's awful and so anyone who has not heard this this you know within the last two weeks uh harvard at the time had not publicly responded to the allegations. I believe they've acknowledged them now, um, but basically um, uh, women's uh, ice hockey uh, coach, Katie Stone um, was reported in a, in a Boston Globe investigation. And, and listen, the Boston Globe, whether it's sports or, uh, or um, you know, the, the Catholic church, Boston Globe is always at the forefront of these investigations. They have some very good investigative journalists. They, uh, they're able to find this stuff out. Uh, and so listen, Innocent true, 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 uh, until proven guilty, of course. But if the Boston Globe has done their their digging on you, they're not publishing something um, unless they've done their digging. Only the football writers uh, do their uh, uh, publishing without any any digging. But uh, yeah, so it, it's it, it's bad. So like uh, abusive behavior, like uh, Haley said, 16 former players, including former captains, all voiced complaints about uh, Katie Stone's inappropriate comments and behavior, uh, alleging that she had denigrated players in ways that made them feel demoralized, anxious, confused, or seeking mental health support. Again, there, there are ways to motivate players that do not involve making them feel like crap. All right. Like that is such the, like the Bobby Knight mentality. That, that is not the way you have to coach players anymore. Uh, or to cite a recent uh, hockey example, the John Tortorella, uh, you know, uh, way of coaching. It's not a fit anymore. OK, it it shouldn't have been a fit when it was. But, you know, it, it that's that's what went on. You don't need to to act this way to get something out of your players. You can be positive. You can be. Uh, you know, empowering. I mean, one of the biggest uh, reasons for the Boston Bruins turnaround this year is they have different communication from their head coach. Uh, players feel like they're they're not being publicly flogged in the town square a a after games. Uh, they feel like uh, they they have trust and support there. Uh, you know, it makes a big difference. So, uh, and you know, beyond you know you know kind of chirping someone after a game, there's the behavior uh, you know listed here by Katie Stone, and I just. Uh, yeah, it's very, very unfortunate. Why are we still allowing people to coach, you know, our our children or in this case, young adults that way? Uh, you know, it, it's it just underscores the point once again that that you know there are so many issues in the world of hockey, and uh, it it really we would love for it to just get back to the game on the ice. Wouldn't that be great if we could just talk about X's and O's and uh, you know, oh my God, this guy can't do uh, make a breakout pass to save. Uh, save their life. I mean, and like Haley said, it's coaches like that that make you lose passion for the sport. It it really is awful. Lauren, I wanted to see if you had any thoughts on this story out of Harvard. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's certainly disheartening. I've covered Katie Stone before, and with the bean pot and everything, and she always came off kind of. I don't know if harsh is the right word, but there was definitely something about her demeanor when I saw the report that it was. Um, that she's being accused of the the abusive behavior and I was like oh wow like that's I don't want to say it's not surprising because like her like I said her demeanor kind of came off very very old school very harsh and then when I was reading it and then like having it be you know, using racial slurs toward people 
I just don't know in any like any person in their right mind would see that or say that and be like, this is how you're going to motivate a very smart group of women, a very talented group of women. And to think there'd be no repercussions, like they are, yes, they're young women, but they're not stupid. They're, you know, they are adults and they know, <laughs> clearly they know right from wrong. When you have 16 players coming out and, or, you know, saying that they 16 players with the complaints and then Harvard's getting sued because they didn't do anything like this is this is serious that it's a shame to see she's been around for such a long time almost 30 years she's had success with Harvard I mean obviously she's been around this long and just to see like it happens at every level this kind of behavior and you just it's what like when is it gonna stop because it's it's gonna get found out it's especially in 2023 like there's cameras everywhere everybody talks and people are more aware of what what isn't isn't offensive or what isn't isn't the right way to to do things and certainly getting racial at any time is never the right call to to try to de-escalate or try to motivate anything and I'm glad that the people have come forward I'm glad that there's being light shed on this I'm very curious to see kind of what happens next. It's obviously a story that's close to, you know, you and me, Mark, just being up here. And like I said, I've covered Katie Stone a couple of times in my career when it comes to Beanpot. And um, it's just somebody I've talked to and I'm like, wow, you never really know what goes on behind closed doors. And then you think of, you know, NHL coaches like Jim Montgomery is just a giant teddy bear and wants the best for his team. And is like, they're not going to listen to me I'll just put Patrice Bergeron in charge. Like that's that's how you lead a team is you know when you're not being heard, you don't start getting mad and trying to motivate them in the completely wrong ways. And it's it's just so like I just keep saying disheartening just because you know it's it just I wish this stuff should not be happening. And I feel like it's one of these things that at some point, you know, this we're probably gonna talk about something like this again this year, next year, the year after. And it's just like, when are people going to realize that it's it's not okay? You're going to get found out and there's going to be repercussions. And what those repercussions are, I don't know. Um, I also know that it's, it is hard to, to have proof about this. And it's, if it's her word against the players and I know it's 16 players, I just hope that, that it's, that the players can move forward and that they can, I hope they still play hockey. I hope they can still have hockey in their lives because that stuff can be incredibly just traumatizing and make you not want to play the sport that you fell in love with, that you're going to Harvard to play. And it's all of a sudden it can just be ruined in the matter of games, in the matter of a season, just because you have one shitty coach. Yeah. A a bad coach, a bad influence, uh, can very much ruin someone's enjoyment of something, uh, regardless of what it is. But in, in, in this case, hockey. Uh, and, you know, like both Lauren and Haley have alluded to, it's not like this is this stuff happening is is new. Stuff like this has been happening, uh, you know, across sports forever. The, you're seeing an increase in the frequency of, of these reports because people are finally being empowered and feeling comfortable in coming forward. How many... Uh, you know, how, how many different, uh, you know, instances of uh, abuse or uh, or any any sort of, uh, of you know, discriminatory behavior uh, has happened across sports 
and the, it just went unresolved, un, unreported for years because people just didn't feel uh, empowered to actually uh, you know, just to speak up. You're seeing more uh, of these stories happen, uh, you know, be reported on now because people are comfortable. Those 16 players were courageous enough to come forward and say, hey, what our coach is doing uh, is not okay. It, you know, it's not okay at all. And I, I always see, because I, I, one of the things that I've seen t- discussed locally in Boston is, oh, well, uh, oh, you guys want to put, uh, uh, you know, make uh, Bruce Cassidy the um, uh, the scapegoat uh, because uh, these players were too soft to respond to his coaching. Uh, oh, what are you supposed to do? Just, uh, you know, hold their hands. Listen, I guarantee you that Jim Montgomery shouts at his players and is hard on his players. Okay. That's not what people are saying. Okay. Uh, the, the idea like, oh, you got to coddle uh, athletes these days. No, you don't. Okay. I shout at my nine-year-old squirt team. Like <laughs> it's constructive, but it's, it's loud. Uh, like, 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 uh, I'm not sitting there going, Oh, okay, guys. Well, you know, if you if you don't want to make that pass, that's okay. Uh, you can you can voice your opinion. You can be forceful in how you talk without it being derogatory or hurtful or uh, or, or downright abusive. Okay, so uh, this idea that oh, athletes today are soft. Athletes today are not soft. These are competitive people. These are the top one percent uh, in their particular field. Okay, uh, they didn't get that way by being quote unquote soft. All right. It's just that you cannot motivate people by basically dehumanizing them and making them feel like they're not uh, they're they're not worth uh, you know anything based on whether or not they they scored a goal or they missed a pass. Uh, you know, and doing anything based on race or gender or anything else like that. I mean, what on earth does that matter if you're a coach? Okay, why why on earth should it matter? Uh, you know what race, gender, or religion, any of that is, okay? What you should care about are those uh, those people on your team, in this case, hockey. Everyone on that team, are they good in the locker room? Are they good teammates to each other? Uh, you know, uh, are, are they going to pass to one another? Uh, do they understand the systems? Like, do, it should be about the sport. Why on earth does it ever come down to something outside of that? That is just ridiculous to me. So, yeah, I'm glad that stories like this are coming to light because people need to learn to stop coaching this way. All right, and if Katie Stone, I don't care if if you're a a great tactician uh, and uh, and and your team wins, if your players feel demeaned, you know they're going to say something. So you know maybe she can learn from this. Uh, you know maybe there is another opportunity for her. I I don't know. It depends on on how deep this investigation goes for sure. So it's just yeah, it's really really uh, unfortunate that we still uh, you know see stories like this pop up. But like both Lauren and Haley said. They're popping up because people are comfortable coming forward, uh, and and bravo to them or brava in this case. So, I did want to touch on something that uh, is a little bit more lighthearted, and I mentioned in the opening face off when Lauren brought up uh, All Star Weekend that I had an epiphany. All right, and I'm gonna I'm gonna explain what that epiphany was because. Uh, we mentioned last year when we were talking about the all-star weekend in Vegas that like, Oh, it's cool. They're doing like these different events. Uh, like they're playing blackjack, uh, with, like shooting pucks at playing cards and like, Oh, who can get 21 by you know hitting the playing cards or they were shooting pucks into targets and like the Bellagio fountains, like finding ways to incorporate the, the, the local city that the all-star game was being hosted in, in addition to the breakaway challenge. And so all-star weekend last weekend, 
I was watching all all this go down, and at first I'm watching and I'm like, okay, I don't like the way they're doing this because they had the breakaway challenge, uh, which has gotten far more about like the uh, the pageantry than the actual like shootout moves. Like, okay, I don't need to see. Uh, I love David Pasternak. I don't need to see the Happy Gilmore routine and uh, where he's taking the the, the putter and, uh, and and he's you know tapping the puck. And let me see an actual David Pasternak breakaway shot. Or uh, the the Kachuk brothers, uh, you know, dressing up uh, in their beach attire. I'm like, okay, let's. I want the players to show personality, but let's, uh, you know, let's actually see some good breakaways. Um, and then they were like interrupting some events to go to the others. Uh, like, okay, I don't love that either. Okay, like uh, it's a little hard to follow, especially for casual fans. My epiphany occurred when I saw Alex Ovechkin out there on the ice with a little four-year-old kid, Sergey, uh, Ovi Jr., as, he, as he's always uh, referred to. And you, they pan over to his wife, and she's taken video and pictures. Uh, and, you know, he's doing the breakaway challenge with his kid and also with Sidney Crosby, which I thought was really cool, seeing them team up. And it dawned on me, again, we don't think about these athletes enough as, as people. And Alex Ovechkin is away from his family from, you know, September through at least April, uh, maybe even May or June, depending on how the season goes. So, you know, you're away from your family seven, eight, nine months out of the year. Uh, You know, you see them occasionally, you know, like, you know, in another country, but you're always on the road, extended road trips. Even when you're home, you're usually spending most of your time at the rink. You don't have that much time with your family. And so many of these players, they have young kids. And that All-Star Weekend was an opportunity for Alex Ovechkin to, to bond with his son. And you saw so many of the uh, of the, the players, they were there with their kids and, and their families. And it dawned on me, like, who cares if the, the, the you know, the shootout event was, uh, wasn't that great. Uh, they did that dunk tank thing that uh, was pre-recorded that I thought was kind of bad. Uh, but it's like, who cares? Like, this is about the players who are, are taking part in the All-Star Weekend to unwind, spend them t- some time with their kids, show some personality, kick back, like, and have fun. And the players who are not taking part in All-Star Weekend to literally go home and spend time with those families that they're away from from uh, so much of the year and to unplug and unwind. And it just occurred to me, like, ugh, it's really... I They're trying to make it as entertaining as possible, even if it's uh, if it's not... It should be about uh, about the family aspect. And... Which brings me to my point that I'd love to share with with uh, both my line mates and with the listeners. I think the NHL needs to steer into this, lean into this. I want to see a player kid scrimmage as part of All Star Weekend. All right, uh, because listen, it's not just Ov Junior. In hockey families, as soon as if you are born, you, you come out of the womb, they're putting skates on you. Okay, I don't care if you're uh, from the U.S., Canada, Russia, Czech Republic, like hockey families, those kids are all skating and they might not all go pro, but they all have skates on from the as soon as they can walk. I want to see the kids out there skating with with their parents. I want to see, you know, little kids versus parents uh, scrimmage. I want to make that a full on event at the All-Star game. You have the All-Star game itself on the sun on the, you know, the, the next day, but like next year i want to see that like let's let's make that happen uh so that that was my epiphany and i think they just gotta they gotta embrace the family aspect uh another way that you can make the sport for everyone is just again you're seeing little kids out there on the ice like it's a great it's a great thing it's a great thing so ov jr sergey he uh 
he kind of opened my eyes seeing him out there with his dad. I'm like, that's, that's what it's all about. So Lord, I'd love to, uh, to hear your thoughts on all-star weekend. And you think a parents and kids scrimmage might be a good idea. It's a fantastic idea. I think that'd be really cute. And that's something too, for, you know, Sergey's going to remember that for the rest of his life. And he's going to be like, Oh, I remember when my dad got to take me out on the ice in the all-star game. And I scored on Luongo and, it was, you know, it's always going to be something he's going to remember. He's only four, but I mean, something like that will stick with you forever. And I agree, like, they're the NHL, they can broadcast this all-star game much better. It is difficult to follow, and it's going between the 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 acts or the, um, the events, and it's, you walk away for a minute, you come back, and you're like, what the hell is going on? And then by the time you're used to it, it's going on to the next event. So... I think that they could do a much better job at how it's played on played back on the television, but I would love to see players with their kids in a scrimmage. I think that'd be so cute. And it's a way for, you know, like you said, Mark, to spend time with their families because yes, they make a ton of money, but they are away so often and not every player's wife or girlfriend travels, especially if there's young children involved. Um, You know, I see a lot of, the, the wives and girlfriends when I'm covering Bruins games, a lot of them are just waiting outside the locker room. And it's, I'm like, this is probably like the, the it's an afternoon game. They probably get to finally have dinner with their family tonight. I'm like, oh, my husband's home. I can uh, be like a normal kind of couple. And well, he can tuck his child into bed tonight with like the smaller things. And I that certainly gets lost across all sports because especially you know you when you see the kids on the tv like that like oh they, they must have a great life and I'm, I'm sure they do but being able to spend more time with your family even if it is for you know an extra day or two and playing games on the ice doing what you both love would be good for the sport good for the families good for the kids like you always see the kids having fun together so let's have the kids beat up on their parents that'd be nice to see i would love love to see little ovechkin and the little Felinos go at it. And the little Bergerons, the little Marchands. Even though some Marchands aren't super, super little. But it would just be so fun. And I loved that they brought out Ovechkin and Crosby together. Because, you know, for people like us, like, that was, those were the it guys growing up. It, that's all you heard about was Ovechkin, was Crosby. It was it constantly thrown in your face. So to see them come out together, I was like, oh, like, little kid in me is like, happy but confused and nostalgia all at the same time like do I like this do I hate this do I want to not watch this and they bring out Sergey I'm like this is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life like everyone was just having so much fun in the moment and you can see it on Ovechkin's wife's face like she's just so happy to like see this all unfolding and it's memories for for everyone in the end it really is it really is and yeah the the, the Crosby Ovechkin team up it reminded me of of the the predator uh, gif that we always see on uh, on social media. The 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 two guys, uh, you know, uh, clasping hands. Uh, it's like, yeah, th- these two rivals for the longest time came into the league together. It's always been uh, Crosby or Ovechkin, Crosby or Ovechkin, and it's always been the 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 source of many very heated internet debates. And to see them, you know, working together there, it just reminds you again, like 
you try and pit these uh, these players against each other they're actually friends <laughs> like it, it, it uh, again you don't think of these players as human beings so often it's like oh yeah oh yeah he's he's teaming up with uh with, with you know crosby and ovechkin teaming up yeah they're actually kind of their buddies <laughs> like imagine that uh and then you know having uh you know uh sydney crosby uh you know serve uh serve up a uh you know a, a pass for uh for sergey ovechkin so he can go score on roberto luongo uh who yeah listen uh, he was letting more uh, more pucks past him than uh, the 2011 uh, Stanley Cup Finals, Bobby Lou. So, uh, you know, not a great uh, weekend for him, I'm sure. But I thought Florida did uh, you know, did a good job hosting. And the game's going to be in Toronto next year, so we'll have to see how that goes. But, yeah, I just think finding more ways to incorporate the family aspect uh, would be so perfect. Hales, uh, I don't know how much of All-Star Weekend you got to see, but I'm sure you at least saw – the um you know the the memes of uh, of you know ov jr but we also saw a ton of uh professional women hockey players taking part in all-star weekend that was something that i also think that we need to lean into as well uh it was great to see sarah nurse pull off the forsberg in the breakaway challenge she she said that uh that, that she didn't almost didn't do that it's not like she was practicing that for like weeks and months like she, her friends kind of talked her into doing it the last minute and you again get you know, the first-hand view of how how unbelievably talented these women hockey players are, professional women hockey players at All-Star Weekend. I thought it was great. They should lean into that more as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just the fact of it is, is then you have more women wanting to watch it who support those women players. You have more kids seeing these kids on the ice and going, oh, man, I want to play hockey. Like, it's not just going to help the families, but it's going to help hockey fans everywhere because those little kids – who see these other kids on there with professional hockey players, they're going to look at that and go, that's so cool. Like, I think that I want to play hockey now. I think it just helps a whole bunch of viewership. And like Lauren was saying, you know, you need to make sure that you're promoting it and that, you know, you're doing it in a format that makes sense. Because if I start to watch it and I'm not an avid hockey fan, I might stop watching it if it's confusing or, you know, it doesn't make sense to me. So I definitely think that that's something to focus on, but yeah, adding more of the family, adding more female players in there who are just incredible hockey players that just helps your viewership in general. That's going to help promote the different leagues. Like talk about the PHF, talk about all these different ways to watch these leagues and get it out there. And then, you know, I bet you, you will see those numbers go up. So I think that, like Lauren said in the very beginning, if you're mad about All-Star Weekend, it's because it's not for you. <laughs> you know, they're not trying to get you to watch it. So, you know, people get mad about all kinds of different All-Star, the Pro Bowl, stuff like that. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Pretty much is my opinion. I didn't watch the Pro Bowl stuff this year for football. Not because I don't like it, but just because I didn't have time to. It's not going to kill you to just not watch it. So I think that hopefully... In the future, we see more of that stuff brought in, but also just in a way that keeps people's attention as well. The way that like the winter classic being outdoors, you know, that captures people's attention. So just if they can do things like that, I think it'll help. Yeah, the, the winter classic certainly does. And I know that, you know, they were again, they were trying to do some things outdoors. But again, in you're in Florida. So, uh, you know, you, you do like the the surfboard uh, target practice little competition there like that. That, that was uh, that was pretty cool. But, uh, uh, you know, the dunk tank thing, uh, I, I thought it just uh, 
it, they're, they're trying they're, they're trying like you know to just try and find some creative ways uh uh to to get people to uh to tune in but uh i did think it was kind of funny that and again it just speaks to the coverage of uh of you know women's hockey compared to uh you know the national hockey league is you know sarah nurse is getting uh you know questions after the game like oh could you could you believe that you scored on one of the best goalies in the world and uh, I, I think it was Hillary Knight who kind of spoke up and said uh, she's one of the best uh, scorers in the world. Period. Like, uh, like let let's put some respect on that name. Uh, she, you know, she's not just Darnell Nurse's cousin. All right, like like she like she's a incredibly talented player in her own right. Uh, so I thought it was really cool to see uh, you know the some of these women taking part in uh, in, in these events on All Star Weekend. Thought it was re- really cool. But yeah, like like I said, NHL, we're gonna invoice you if you take us up on our idea to have a, 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 a father child scrimmage uh, next all-star weekend in Toronto. So just, uh, you know, this is now public record, you know, the, the po- podcast is out there. So, uh, you know, Bettman, you can expect an invoice from me. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, I just, I really do hope that uh, all-star weekend, they just f- keep finding ways to, to relate it to family and, and find creative uh, ways to get people to tune in. Cause as it stands, you know, the NHL's all-star weekend is probably second best you know you, you got you got mlb which i think still kind of stands alone the home run derby is always super uh, super exciting you know everyone loves home runs everyone loves to see uh you know see that and then you know you have an actual game for your all-star game where listen <laughs> the pro bowl finally stopped trying to to actually like play uh put on the facade of being football it, it's like it's flag football now with like dodgeball events like yeah, you know, they're just trying to find uh, you know any way to to for someone to tune in, uh, you know, and then you have the NBA All Star Game, which uh, is, I don't think a single uh, defensive play has ever been made in the NBA's All Star Game. The final score is always like one seventy nine to one seventy two. Uh, so you know, at least uh, the NHL they 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 have this creative uh, skills competition, and I think the pivot to the three on three All Star Game has been really cool. It sucks for the goalies. Don't get me wrong. You know, uh, the the goalies are out there on an island while some of the best scorers in the entire world are just lighting them up. It makes the goalies feel pretty bad about themselves, I think. But uh, it's, 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 a, it's a cool event. So as it stands, NHL probably has the, the second best All-Star weekend, but there can be tweaks. There can be ways to make it better. So, uh, you know, I, we're putting it out there. Father, kid, uh, scrimmage next year. And as Lauren pointed out, uh, you know, it doesn't quite work for Brad Marchand's kid. I think Brad Marchand's kid is taller than him. Uh, so <laughs> it doesn't, it's not exactly the tiniest, but it'll still be cool to see all, all the kids out there. So I hope that they, they, they start to do something like that, you know, lean into it. So um, I did want to go around to each of my line mates before we wrap things up for this episode and see if they had any empty netters for us. Uh, we'll get back to kind of talking about now. I mean, you can't really we can't really talk about uh, you know, who's been impressing you lately. The league's been on all star break for the last uh, you know last week or so. Uh, the Bruins had a full ten days off. Some other teams have been playing, but uh, next week we'll get back to talking about uh, you know how some of these teams look out there as we get closer to the playoffs. Trade deadlines coming up, so it's going to be a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Um, but uh, you know, for now, I did want to go around to each of my line mates and see if they had an empty netter for us. Any closing thoughts to wrap up this show? So, Lauren, uh, we will go over to you first. This would not be an episode of Snipe and Sully if I did not say anything about my abs. So my my empty netter, no, yeah, no, but uh, I'm so tired today. It's a long, been a long day. Um, my it's very simple and it is go abs. Love you. Yeah, listen, the abs are finally uh, they're starting to see some consistency there. They're starting to get healthy. So uh, 
not a team that you want to sleep on uh, in the Western Conference. So that that Western Conference race is going to be kind of interesting. So, yeah, we'll have to see how Lauren's abs do here post All-Star break uh, and really try and get things rolling. Uh, Hales, how about yourself? You have an empty netter for us as we wrap up this show on February the 11th. I would say that, as always, Boston Pride is impressing everyone. You know, we love them. It doesn't matter. Just always. So we can bring that one up. But uh, also, I, I hope that this is the first Super Bowl where both teams lose. So um, that's yeah. it. Yeah, first and foremost, Boston Pride also just introduced a, a new alternate jersey. That looked really cool as well. Um, but, uh, yes, shout out to to the Pride as always. But, yeah, the Super Bowl tomorrow, I mean, let, let's put it out there. Uh, yeah, I know Haley wants both teams to lose. What are our Super Bowl picks uh, as this, uh, this podcast will be put out there before the game is played? So, uh, Hales, we'll start with you. Who do you think is going to win despite your desire to have them both lose? I feel like this might be – I might be the only one, but I'm going to go with the Eagles. You will not be the only one. The Eagles are my pick as well. Uh, so as they say in always sunny in Philadelphia, go birds. Uh, yeah. I listen, it pains me to ever side with a Philadelphia sports team. No offense, Hales. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I despise the Kansas city chiefs in every way, shape or form. So, uh, and I also think that the Eagles are just the better team in general. So I do think the Eagles win the super bowl tomorrow. Lauren, how about yourself? Uh, you have a super bowl pick. Yeah. I'm also going with the Eagles. I also bet their money line in my first legal sports bet in Massachusetts. So go birds. Yes, yeah, sports gambling finally legal in Massachusetts. Uh, so now I don't have to rely on the uh, the the guy uh, with the scally cap on in the north end uh, to to you know take uh, take my bets for me. I can I can go place them at the casino like Lauren. Lauren's much cooler than I. Uh, so uh, yeah, uh, we'll have to see how that goes. I think that Lauren's going to win some money. Uh, I really do. So as for myself. My empty netter, and thank you to Mike uh, in our Snipe and Sally chat for uh, for uh, alerting me to this. Uh, but my favorite hockey player of all time, Mr. Yarmir Yager, is now with 1,100 career professional goals. He is actually the king uh, all time goals scored. Again, this is not just NHL goals. I know that right now, uh, you know, you have the storyline of Alex Ovechkin trying to to chase down Wayne Gretzky. But if you take into account all professional goals professional levels uh wayne gretzky has been bested by yarmir yager uh who uh, scored his 1099th career professional goal uh to take it now he's got, got 1100 career goals he did that on his 51st birthday uh no less so uh yarmir yager i've said it multiple times my favorite hockey player of all time uh between the the mullet um and uh and, and just uh the ankle weights that he would wear uh, during games. It, uh, the guy would uh, play a three overtime uh, Stanley Cup playoff game. Then he'd go for a spin on the ice after the game. The, the guy just loves hockey and he's still playing at the age of 51. Uh, so shout out to Yarrow. Uh, you know, he is just my favorite hockey player of all time. I love that man. And uh, congrats to him on 1100 career professional goals. Uh, just uh, really, really cool. And if he had never retired from the NHL uh, for a little bit to go play in the KHL. He'd have more NHL goals as well. So, uh, but shout out to him regardless. Wanted to go around to each of my line mates and have them share with our listeners where they can be found online. Uh, and so as always, we will start with Lauren. Lauren, where can all of our listeners find you? You can find me on pretty much every social media platform at la 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 Lauren, three laws, Lauren with four R's. 
And you can also hear me co-hosting the Locked On Red Sox podcast. And you can find all my written work on Nesson.com. Obviously, tons of Bruins stuff and Boston Pride stuff with their games being broadcast on Nesson. So that is a lot of fun to be writing that again. And gonna just going to manifest the Nesson Bruins pod coming back because one day it will. And we're just going to speak it into existence. Yeah, maybe by playoff time, it'll it'll be back. Uh, I can't believe pitchers and catchers are uh, are reporting to spring training so soon. I mean, uh, springtime is nearly here. It's not getting pitch black at uh, at like four forty five around here anymore. Uh, like, so I'm actually get, getting a little bit of sunlight post five o'clock. Uh, so you know, we're getting close to springtime. I love it. Uh, so, and, and of course, springtime also means playoff hockey. So, uh, yeah, definitely go sh- uh, support Lauren on all those platforms. Uh, definitely, uh, contri- uh, you know, contribute to the sharing of her work as well. Hale, so about yourself, where can all of our listeners find you online? Uh, so you can find me at CSI Haley on uh, Twitter and on Instagram at CSI Haley 91 on TikTok, I believe. Maybe it's flipped. I, my brain is a little mush right now because my sugar is going low. But um, you can also find at For the Fans Media on social media, forthefansmedia.com. Make sure you check that out. My mom just remodeled her entire kitchen. So I hope that you guys, and then when she puts out another video blog for you guys, that you guys check it out because the kitchen is very pretty. The island is gigantic. So you guys are going to get a good insight to that when she does pick that back up as soon as she, as soon as it's completely finished, she will be able to pick that back up. Um, and I forgot to mention when I brought up the Super Bowl that even more history is being made because the flyover before the game is being, an, it's an all-female team for the first time. So just really cool. We're getting all these things happening. And I think that it's important that people know that. Absolutely. Absolutely. No no one loves a good flyover more than, uh, than Papa Paselli as well. Uh, he was very upset with me that I didn't catch the flyover at the winter classic, but I was literally underneath the Fenway park roof. Like I, I physically could not see the planes, uh, but yeah, uh, always love a good flyover. That's really cool. Um, but yeah, shout out to uh, shout out to the, the kitchen renovation project too. Cause I, I appreciate a home renovation project much like no other again, because of my upbringing, I'll watch HGTV every one, uh, once in a while, I'll always watch uh, uh, people doing with the, uh, with their homes. So I uh, can't wait to see that, uh, that new kitchen. As for myself, I can be found on Twitter at Mark Baselli13. That is P I S E L L I. Um, the tweets will be pro- a lot of Ant Man this week. Ant Man uh, in the Wasp Quantum Media hits theaters. I'm definitely going to be giving some reaction to that movie, but also just talking uh, NHL trade deadline. It's always a mixed bag with me on Twitter. So uh, there's something for everyone. <laughs> Uh, but that is going to do it for us this week. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. I know that it's been a while since we had an episode, but we'll be back for you again here soon. Uh, please share Snipe and Sally with the hockey fans in your life. And until the next time we all get together, enjoy the action on the ice, everybody. 